Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Tonight on Huckabee, Tennessee Senator Marsha Blackburn, Mega Incorporated spokeswoman Carolyn Levitt, Cowboy Chef Robbie Schultz, retro-style vocal trio The Swing Dolls. That's Trey Corley of the Music City Connection. Keith Bilbrey. And now, here's Mike Huckabee. Welcome, everyone, on this Memorial Day weekend. You know, here in our theater, at the end of each show, I come down front, I have a little meet and greet with the people who are here in our studio audience. I personally enjoy the opportunity of just having a brief chat, snapping a photo with those who want to come by. It gives me the opportunity to personally thank those who are a part of our show by being in our studio audience. And we got people from all over this great country who attend. Many of them, they come to Nashville to celebrate a birthday or an anniversary or just because they're fans of the show and they want to be here in person. Last week, one of our special guests was a soon-to-be 94-year-old gentleman who joined the Army in the last year of World War II. Now, I will confess that I've got a special place in my heart for those who have worn or who currently wear the uniform of our military. This gentleman's name was Max. And I tried to convey how much I appreciated Max for being a part of what truly was the greatest generation who saved our country, but these folks genuinely saved the world. Now, I'm aware that my freedom is due to those who are willing to lay down their lives for the rest of us, no matter their branch of service or where they serve. I feel especially indebted to our Vietnam veterans who came home from their hellish experience to anything but a thank you for many Americans. And it's why people like Jane Fonda will forever be traitors to me, because while we had men in North Vietnamese prisons who were being unspeakably tortured, she was hanging out with their torturers and providing PR fodder for the communists. And upon their return, many of those who served were greeted with curses and human spit rather than the respect and appreciation of every American. Looking back, the politicians utterly botched that war and kept it going to shamefully ensure that the money being made from building the instruments of war weren't diminished. But that wasn't the fault of those who served, and it certainly wasn't worthy of those who never made it home at all and whose names are etched in the Vietnam War Memorial Wall in Washington, D.C. As we observe Memorial Day weekend, We'll hopefully enjoy times of leisure with our families at the lake or the beach 
the park or the backyard. There will likely be barbecue, baseball, and burgers, and that's wonderful. But there should also be a time of reverence, reflection, and profound respect for those who paid with their own blood for the freedom that we so often take for granted. Most of those who did the grunt work, the fighting, and the dying were just kids. Many were 18, 19, or 20 years old. Kids hardly old enough to shave or drive. Now, I narrowly missed Vietnam because I was one birthday short of being old enough to be drafted. And when I turned 18, the Vietnam War was already winding down and the military was trying to get people out rather than to get them in. But the time I was in ROTC as a college freshman, there was an even greater push to sort out those like me to make way for the few that the military actually wanted or needed. The colonel running the program looked at my hideously flat feet and bluntly told me that even if I wanted to be in his army, they wouldn't have me. So I was wasting my time and Uncle Sam's money, and he said, don't come back the next semester. Well, so my time in uniform was limited to a college semester of ROTC, a little marching around the football practice field and spending some time on the rifle range. No one ever shot at me, although I suspected the drill instructor, Sergeant Robbie. I think he wanted to, actually. Now, on Memorial Day, I will be away with my family and all my seven grandchildren for a few days, but I will be attending a Memorial Day service Monday morning and join others in paying our respects to those whose families will not have the pleasure of the company of a loved one who served and who sacrificed for the rest of us. To you who have served or who had a family member who didn't come home, I know everyone in our audience joins me in simply saying, Thank you, and we won't forget. Senator Marsha Blackburn has represented Tennessee in the United States Senate since 2019. She has proven herself to be a real fighter for the people. And as the Democrats' border crisis rages on, she says she's going to be blocking judicial nominees from the state of New York until Chuck Schumer speaks out and urges the Biden administration to stop placing illegal immigrants in school gyms and get this crisis under control. Please welcome back to our show, Senator Marsha Blackburn. Well, what a fun time to be in Washington these days, oh, right? I'm telling you, it is something new every day. And as I say, you cannot make this stuff up. You just can't. Do you get just so frustrated you want to just sometimes say, I'm not even going back. I'm going to stay in Tennessee this week? Sometimes you get frustrated, but I am so blessed and so happy to be there. I just am grateful every day that I have the opportunity to defend faith, family, freedom, hope, an opportunity for the great people of Tennessee. Will we? And I think they love having you there. There's yeah. no doubt about that. Are we going to see a resolution to the debt ceiling crisis? Indeed, indeed we will. It was 100 days from the time that McCarthy asked for a meeting with the president before the president decided he was ready for a meeting. Took him 97 days to say he was going to agree to have that meeting. 
And the entire time, you've known that this was coming and it has to be addressed. And finally, the president has realized he is going to have to negotiate and the American people want to see some reductions in spending. This out-of-control spending is driving inflation. Uh, the price at the pump, what you're paying to heat and cool the house, everything is just skyrocketing. The price of groceries. Had a, a guy over in East Tennessee this week say, why should I have to pay $5 for a dozen eggs? Mm. And you look at the cost of milk and bread and bacon and meat and uh, just those living expenses. Governor, people just cannot afford this. And they're tired of it. They remember that under President Donald Trump, they had some money left at the end of the month. Yeah. And now they have too much month left at the end of the month. And that's exactly right for most American families. You know, I, I saw that over 60% of the American people want Congress to control spending. Yes. Even in the midst of this debt ceiling. And they say, look, we understand we can't default. But we're all having to cut back. How come Washington doesn't come back? So what you just said, I think, is something that is genuinely shared by the overwhelming majority of people in this country. Yes, 75% of the people in this country think we are on the wrong track. And they hold the Biden administration responsible for this. This is why he has his ratings lower, his approval ratings lower than any president in modern history at this point of their term. Well, it, it's disturbing. There are some rays of hope happening, yes. one of which is a bipartisan bill that you and Richard Blumenthal have uh, co-sponsored. It's about protecting kids. Kind of refreshing to see any uh, consideration of a bill that involves both Democrats and Republicans. Yes. Tell us about this bill, because I think when people learn, they'll realize who could be against this. That is so true. It's the Kids Online Safety Act. And I imagine your audience has kids, grandkids that are on these social media platforms and they're being fed all this garbage. And what this bill would do is require social media platforms to design for safety mm. and have safety default settings. And it would prohibit them from pushing forward these things that encourage suicide, bulimia, eating disorders, put children in touch with pedophiles and drug dealers and sex traffickers. And it would require them to make these algorithms available so that parents have a toolbox that they can use with their children to make certain that they're safe online. You know, we expose children to things online that there are laws against exposing them to in the physical space. But it is time to hold big tech accountable. We had 33 of 100 senators join us as original co-sponsors on this, completely unheard of in this day and age. And we are confident we're going to be able to push it through. The parents want this passed by the time school starts. And Governor, we've got hundreds of groups Mm -hmm. that are out there, that a lot of our churches, our religious organizations, Concerned Women for America, Heritage Foundation, hundreds of groups that are supportive of this. So everyone needs to call their member of the House or the Senate and say, let's get it done. You know, I think it's such a great idea. And you're one of the most conservative members in all of yeah. Congress, House or Senate. 
Dick Blumenthal is one of the most liberal members. Yes. The fact yeah. that the two of you have co-sponsored this and agree on it, is there anybody that is giving you stiff opposition at this point? In the All of the social media platforms, Google, Snapchat, Facebook, mm. Instagram, Meta, they all have armies of lawyers and lobbyists, and they get up every day trying to see what they can do to make our life miserable and our job harder because when our children are online, they are the product. Yeah. Because these social media platforms pull their data, they do the data mining, and then they sell that to advertisers. And they don't want to give up that profit. Our children are not there for their profit. Mm. And parents are saying, let's put some protections in place so that we can protect these children online. I am so glad you're doing this. I truly appreciate it. This is the uh, grandfather of seven little ones. Uh, These social media companies are acting like predators and they're they're like wolves going after our children and our grandchildren. I think this audience joins me in saying, thank you, Senator Blackburn, for caring about these kids and fighting for them. To follow Senator Marshall Blackburn on social media, As always, we'll have links on our website, Huckabee.tv, so you can find out how you can make contact with your own senator and representative and find out more about the bill that the senator is working on. Keith Bilbrey is standing by to tell all these wonderful people what we got coming up next. Well, coming up next, former acting U.S. Attorney General Matt Whitaker joins Mike at the desk. And still to come, the nostalgic musical sounds of the Swing Dolls. and sign up for his free newsletter and follow at GovMikeHuckabee on Twitter. I think we ought to give a big hand to Trey Corner, the Music City Connection, bringing us back with some great music, America the Beautiful. Best band in America, right there. Well, the final report by Justice Department Special Counsel John Durham has refocused attention on one of the most politically significant investigations in our country's entire history. That's the probe into whether Donald Trump's 2016 campaign was colluding with Russia to tip the outcome of the election. We now know the answer is no. But the FBI seems to have done some colluding and interfering of their own. And it went all the way up to the Obama-Biden White House. My next guest had a front row seat to some of this. He's the former acting Attorney General Matt Whitaker. Please welcome him back to our show. Great to have you back. Good to see you, Governor. First, before we get started, I want to wish you and your family first a happy Memorial Day. Thank you. And especially uh, all those veterans and especially the families that have paid the ultimate sacrifice in service and defense of our country and our freedoms. Absolutely. God bless you, and I agree with you. The Gold Star families of this country, 
we owe them a lot, yeah. and we should yeah. never forget them. Yeah. Uh, speaking of never forgetting, uh, <coughs> it's hard for some of us to forget what has happened in our country. You're one of the few people in the entire United States that saw this from the inside right. of the belly of the beast. You were acting attorney general during the Trump administration. You knew and could see what some of the folks at the top levels of the DOJ and FBI were up to. Anything in that report from Durham surprise you, shock you? Well, yes, Governor, but I think the most important thing is it's a series of reports. We had the Mueller report. We also had the Inspector General's report. And now we have the Durham report. And you have to read those together to actually see the full picture. But one of the things that Durham finally confirmed for everybody is that there was no predication, no reason to open the crossfire hurricane, which ultimately became a special counsel investigation in the first place. And that should concern everybody because, you know, I've been asked many times, can this happen again? Has the FBI reformed? Have they changed? And the answer is no, because mm -hmm. the wrong person in the wrong seat can still have poor judgment and make the wrong decision, and we'd be right back where we came from. Matt, there are some great people down in the field level oh, throughout the FBI. You know, they, they're people of integrity. They do their work. They do it honestly with integrity. But uh, we, we've clearly seen a level of corruption that goes up the top. We know that they knew the information that they were working off of was 100% false, and they did it anyway. And that's what's the scariest thing is that even in spite of all of that evidence, all of that knowledge that this was originally started by the Clinton campaign to distract from the email server and the beach, uh, you know, the, the cleaning yeah. and the wiping of the servers and the hard drives, I think that is where this whole story needs to be focused. Now, we got rid of Jim Comey. We got rid of Andy McCabe. We got rid of Peter Strzok. I mean, you know, you can go down the list and these people are all gone. Um, yeah, but they're all but, getting book deals and they're exactly, doing television exactly, contracts. Because the None world of is upside jail. down. Governor, the world is upside down. You know, oh. the people that did the most damage to our country are getting million-dollar book deals. Yeah. They're contributors on CNN and MSNBC. And it's, it's just, it makes no sense. And I'm sure that your audience and your viewers are scratching their heads and they want accountability. And that's the hardest thing as I look at all of these reports. You know, you can, as, you, know, you can do commissions. And, but at the end of the day, we need Congress to act, and I was I was encouraged last weekend to see Jim Jordan, who's the chair of the House Judiciary Committee, to say we're actually going to look at their budget. We are going to force them to make these reforms, make these changes, and to make sure this doesn't ever happen again. One of the most disturbing things has been that uh, Congressman Comer from Kentucky, chairman of the Oversight Committee, has every constitutional authority to demand to see records at the FBI. They basically told him to pound sand. Yeah. What can they do to it's get this one particular document that is a report that was uh, a tip was given that said that Vice President Biden uh, had received money while and was corrupt and it was unverified and it was unconfirmed. And instead of investigating it and trying to figure that out, they just have this document of receiving this report. And the problem is, is if you think about all of the verification they try to do on the reports about uh for example, Justice Kavanaugh, yeah. all of, you know, how many investigations into President Trump and now candidate and former President Trump? I mean, it just goes on and on and on. For some reason, the FBI is only interested in investigating these, uh, these potential crimes when it's Republicans or conservatives. Why didn't John Durham indict anyone? Why were there no charges filed? I mean, the report's pretty scathing. So why didn't anybody 
get held accountable. Uh, I think one is is that there's not necessarily, you know, kind of Congress prescribes and, 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 and criminalizes behavior that's already happened so it won't happen again, right? And these, mm. these are kind of, these were new ideas, new concepts that an FBI director, that an assistant director would actually abuse their authority and their discretion and their judgment and, and target uh, a sitting president, ultimately. And so I think, you know, that's, that's something Congress needs to look at as part of this overall package is how do you make sure that there is some accountability, that, 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 that these people, if they do this again, will be held accountable. In the 30 seconds or so we have left, can this be fixed? Can it be? I'm not going to ask, will it be? I just want to know, can it be? You know, Governor, I join you. I'm optimistic about the future of our country. I believe in our republic. I think the United States of America is is the greatest idea ever conceived, and it's our job to execute on that idea. Yeah. And so I think we can. I think we can fix it, but not with the current people we have in office. Uh, Joe Biden and, uh, you know, Director Ray and even Attorney General Merrick Garland are just not motivated to fix these problems. But I think they can be fixed with the right leadership because so much of this is judgment, is discretion, and is ultimately um, choosing to put our country first instead of political parties. We better get the voters motivated so that we get back the institutions and uh, and clean it up. Yep. Matt Whitaker, thank you for your service to the country and thank you so much for being here and for telling us what's honestly going on inside. My honor, Governor, thank uh, you. Frightening. Matt Whitaker's social media links are on our website. You can go to Huckabee.tv and get that information, and I hope you will. Right now, Keith Bilbrey is going to tell our audience what we still have coming up on the show. Well, after the break, Diane Height from Forever Young Veterans discusses her new book, You're Watching Huckabee. Welcome back. Diane Haidt is the founder of Forever Young Veterans. It's an organization that grants wishes for our senior military veterans. She's also written a book, and it's called Forever Young Veterans, Stories of Sacrifice, Healing, and Hope. There's no better person to help us observe Memorial Day than Diane Haidt. Diane, welcome back to the show. Good to see you, Governor. I'm excited that you've written a book telling some of these remarkable stories because when you were with us before, you introduced us to some amazing veterans who had some pretty extraordinary stories. Yes, and when we were on the show last time, K.T. Robbins came, and he is in our book. He should be. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, yes, you remember, the reason I started Forever Young is my father came back from World War II and became an alcoholic, and I watched him suffer, and our family suffered. But what I found as I began to grant wishes for our American heroes is that they were suffering just like my dad. Mm. And it shocked me, because you know when you go through something something traumatic, you think you're the only one. And I was so surprised to find out 
that World War II veterans were struggling like my father and so were their families. And so we began that journey of uh, helping to bring honor and healing to their lives. And so out of that, uh, we decided because of the pandemic and everyone was staying at home, Mike Ware, who really helped me with this book, and he is a former U.S. Air Force fighter pilot and volunteer. So you mentioned KT, and he was with us before. He's now, what, 104? Is that no, right? he'll be 102 on July Oh, he's 4th. just a kid, just a kid, 102. <laughs> but he, he was on a bakery squadron when he was in France in World War II. Yes. He met this young lady. They, I think it's fair to say they fell in love. They were in love. And then he went back. They lost touch. She waited five years hoping that maybe they would reconnect. And like 70 years later, they finally got to reconnect. Since this time, his wife uh, that he had here had passed away. You took KT to France and you found that young lady who was at the time, (laughs) what, 93 years old. She was, and, and he was 98. And we took him back for the 75th anniversary in Normandy. And this was his wish. He wanted to find her, but he kept saying, I know she's not alive. I know she's not alive. And uh, we were working with a national TV station in Paris, and they found her with one phone call. Wow. And, <laughs> and when, when we brought them together, they started where they left off. And I mean... <laughs> it was like the Tennessee Valley Authority has found electricity all over again, haven't they? They were kissing and kissing. <laughs> and then when we went back for the 75th of Belgium, the Battle of the Bulge, he went with us. And he went and spent four days with her. And they sent me a picture, and they're in a bed with the covers up. I'm like, oh my soul. I'm like, I don't even want to ask any questions about this. You know, but what you have done is bring some of these veterans who have gone through such trauma in their combat and granting them a wish. You think, oh, that's something that's nice to do for an eight year old. But we're talking about people who really paid a price for this country. What are some of the things that have happened in people's lives because Forever Young has? connected them to themselves and their spiritual healing. Well, I'd like to talk about one of the wishes in the book that John Kuhn, he took Marines to Tarawa. Mm -hmm. And he said these young men were terrified and he was encouraging them, I'm going to come back and get you. It's going to be okay. And he would take more Marines in and he kept encouraging them, I'm going to come back. But what ended up happening is he had to go back and bury them. Mm -hmm. And it devastated his life. And when we met him, he just said to me, will you please take me to Hawaii? And I guess he just, that was as close to Tarawa as he could get. But what I didn't realize is it was really a a divine appointment for him because we went to Punchbowl Cemetery. And when we arrived, the director was up there. We had many, many World War II veterans on that trip. And he said, well, we have a lot of uh, fallen Marines coming in that we have found. And he said, they're from Tarawa. Mm. Now, John, he said, were they in this certain place? Were they buried in this certain way? And the director was like, well, how, did, how do you know this? And he goes, I buried them. Mm. 
And he was so mm. heartbroken that he had not been able to bring them home. Well, the director immediately knew what he had here, and he got a golf cart, and he came, and he got John, and off they went. And it was such a spiritual moment for him because he was able to be there when they arrived to America. Wow. When you see a restored life yeah. like that, it is one of the most exciting things you can experience. Diane, that's why we are so grateful for what you're doing with Forever Young. The book is such a powerful reminder of these stories. And I know that there may be some of you that are touched by what they're doing and you can help, help sponsor some of these folks to have their wishes granted. And if you'd like to help Forever Young Veterans and its mission of granting wishes for senior U.S. military veterans and to get your copy of Diane's terrific new book, if you go to Huckabee.tv, we have a direct connection to what Diane and Forever Young is doing. Right now, Keith Bilbrey is going to tell us what's still ahead on this special Memorial Day show. Well, next on Huckabee, MAGA Incorporated spokeswoman Caroline Levitt talks Trump re-election efforts. Then Robbie Schultz is here to cook up some good Southern barbecue. You're watching Huckabee. Well, I'm so grateful for the life-saving work that Samaritan's Purse is doing to meet the physical and spiritual needs of those all over the world. It wouldn't be possible if not for people just like you who continually offer financial support as well as prayers. I've seen firsthand what incredible work that Samaritan's Purse is doing, so I can say thank you for making it possible. If you want to join the mission today that they're about, consider giving to Samaritan's Purse. Go to their website or call them today. Thanks for opening your heart and for making a difference in the lives of people. Well, Caroline Levitt served as White House Assistant Press Secretary in President Trump's administration. She's a New Hampshire girl. She's a Christian believer. And she says unapologetically, she's conservative. She ran for Congress last year as the first Gen Z nominee. And she now serves as the spokeswoman for MAGA Incorporated, working to get President Trump elected to a second term. Please welcome to the show, Caroline Levitt. <laughs> you know, it, it kind of sounds like there's some other people that are hoping that happens, right? Absolutely, yes. In full disclosure, you know, I, it's only fair for me to acknowledge that, uh, you know, I've openly and publicly said I hope President Trump is elected again because mm -hmm. I think he did not get to finish what he started. And I like what he started, to be honest with you. And I think a lot of Americans do. Absolutely. It's going to be a crowded primary field. So it's, it's not just a, you know, a coronation. It's going to be a nomination process. What do you think the, the biggest challenge for the president is, uh, you know, over these next nine months or so before the primaries and sure. caucuses start? Sure. Well, thank you so much for having me, Governor. Is this not the best show on television? It really, really thank is. <laughs> and I'm honored to work as the spokeswoman for Make America Great Again, Inc., which is the super PAC supporting President Trump's re-election campaign for 2024. And it's so important to us that we do two things. First of all, 
that we expose truths about all of the other Republicans getting into the race. It is becoming an a crowded field. Nevertheless, President Trump continues to dominate in the polls in my home state of New Hampshire, the first in the nation primary. In Iowa, he's up by more than 30 points. We want voters to understand the truths about those Republicans getting into the race. And also, we are pushing the message that President Trump's administration, the work that he did for the American people, in the contrast between life in Donald Trump's America and life in Joe Biden's America. And it really couldn't be more clear. And so yeah. what's the greatest challenge? It's just hammering that message away and reminding voters what we had just a few short years ago with a booming economy, a secure border, and law and order in our communities. Caroline, I think that's a good reminder because we did have those things. One of the concerns that I have if President Trump does not get the nomination. And I know there, there's some good people. Many are friends of mine that are going to run. That's fine. Uh, you know, it's America. People can make their choices, and I respect that. But here's my fear. If, if Donald Trump is hounded out of the nomination by the press and by the lies that we now know are absolute lies, the Russia collusion nonsense, right. all these things that were hit him. You know what? I, I feel like that what we've done is say that in the future... If you want to beat someone, forget about the ballot box. Don't worry about the election. Just hammer them with legal entanglements, hassle them to death with federal investigations, and make life miserable for them. Mm -hmm. If we let that happen, we'll never see the end of that in this country, and it could be the end of us. That's exactly right. I share that fear. I know millions of Americans across this country share that fear as well. This is a political persecution, what we've seen over the last several years of President Trump. It started the day he came down that infamous golden escalator, yeah. of course, right? And they've been after him for everything. Now the truth is always revealed. And the truth has been revealed in a big way the last few weeks with the Durham report confirming what we all knew to be true, right? That Hillary Clinton paid and planted the Steele dossier, endless litany of investigations into President Trump's taxes, his family. But he continues to fight. And that's why it's so important that we, the American people, continue to fight alongside with him. Because I believe not only does he has, have the best record to run on, and we felt that in our own lives just a few short years ago, but he's the only candidate that has the fortitude to stand up to the swamp in the way that he has over the past few years. I, I think that's maybe one of the most important things. Yeah. I don't know how he got out of bed in the morning with right. all this stuff coming against him. And it does occur to me, too, that, you know, those of us who have been able to be around him in just private moments, mm -hmm. he's one of the funniest, yes. <laughs> unbelievable sense of humor. Most Americans never get to see that. But he's so upbeat. He is. People think, oh, he's angry and bitter. He's one of the funniest and most outgoing people. And the public perception of him painted by the press is so dishonest, and I know that's got to be frustrating to you. It's so frustrating, and that's one of the first things I learned working in the White House press office in Donald Trump's administration right after your wonderful daughter. I yeah. served on the team of Kaylee McEnany, right? the press secretary. Um, however, I saw two things. One, how unbiased and unfair the press is. We would show them truth, stats, data, real facts, yeah. and they would go on the North Lawn of the White House and report the opposite. I'm like, what the heck? These people are lying through their teeth blatantly, and they'll do it 
They'll continue to do it to ensure President Trump can't get back in that White House. And then secondly, I saw just how friendly and wonderful President Trump truly is. He cares about we, the people, so much. He doesn't have to do this, right? Yeah. He had a, a pretty good life. He had a good gig going <laughs> yeah. before he got into before politics. Before he got into yeah. politics. And the fact that he's stepping up to run again, knowing just how hard they'll go after him, uh, is enough to, of course, respect him, but also to vote for him again, because we cannot revert back to pre-Trump days in which the establishment class and the billion-dollar war machine runs this country. We, the people run this country. This is our government, and President Trump is here to protect it for us. And I think that's one of the reasons that I'm still supporting him, and I'm glad you are. Now, for our audience, you can follow Caroline on social media and check out MAGA, Inc. We've got the links to do just that on Huckabee.tv. Keith, we're not finished. We got more ahead, and you can tell us all about it right now. Well, after the break, Meat Master Robbie Schultz is here with a delicious barbecue recipe. And you're not going to want to miss a special performance by the Swing Dolls. Huckabee returns after the break. TV and get your very own made in the USA Huckabee mugs, t-shirts, and more. Well, I'm pretty excited about this segment because Memorial Day weekend is the unofficial kickoff of summer cookout season. It's when a lot of families, you know, dust off the old barbecue and pack up the picnic basket. So to get you eating outdoors in style, we invited back from the legendary Bear Creek Smokehouse in Texas. They call it the finest tourist trap in Texas. The master of meat himself, please welcome Robbie Schultz. Robbie, welcome back. Oh, Great Thank having you, man. Thank you for having me. I love it here. I love it when you come because you bring wonderful food and some great recipes. What do we got tonight? We're going to do pulled pork. But you know uh, what? I want to do on it because you're from Arkansas. No, it's, wanna... it's called Arkansas, right? Oh, okay. That's right. You're going to have a Ar very short Arkansas. segment. You say that again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just messing with you. All right. We, look, I want to put a Texas twist on this. So I want to give you a cowboy hat. You got to dress apart if we're going to yes, do this sir. together, right? Okay. So, doesn't he look good in a cowboy yeah. hat? That is awesome. I'm pretty real. Yeah, you yeah. are. Just don't put me on a bull. <laughs> okay. Not tonight. Not, not ever. I'm going to put you on some hog. How about that? I'm all about being on the hog. Let, okay. Let's go. So, you know, pork butts is a real inexpensive cut of meat. Yeah. And if you do it right, you, you know, you can feed a huge family with a pork butt. Yeah. You know, six, seven pounds, something right. like that. Put it on low and slow. We normally put our uh, brisket and rib rub on Okay. That and um, just put a good coat on there. And it's a very forgiving cut of meat. You know, you can put it um, on the smoker after you've rubbed it down and everything, set it on about 225, 250, give it 10 or 12 hours, um, maybe less if you want to cook at a higher temperature if you're in a hurry. So are you ready to get started? Let's do it. Okay. Well, um, we're going to put a Texas twist on pulled pork. Okay. Tonight, okay. Well, we so I'm going to need you to wear safety glasses okay. if you don't mind. What are we going to do? Well, I've a, never had to do that. Uh, <laughs> it must be something real Texas tonight. Okay. Yeah, well, it, it is. All it's, right. Uh, and a little redneck, too. Well, I'll fit in right perfectly with redneck. Oh, that looks <laughs> Me fantastic. Too, sir. Okay. 
Now, should I take a bite of that, Robbie, just a little? Sure, bit, you betcha. Oh yeah, oh yeah. That's a drill, son. What in the world? We, we are fixing to power down on some pork. <laughs> are you kidding me? Okay. Look, I'm I a, use those claw things, you know. I know, but you know what? We have so many Texas twisters coming through down there. I learned something from it. And I'm thinking, you know, if I can adapt this Texas twister thing to pull pork, we can do it so much faster. So I'm going to Sounds like I'm at the dentist office right now. <laughs> I'm not sure what this is about. <laughs> so okay. I, I've got it in here. I hope this works like it's supposed to. But I um, do, too. I'm, that's why we got a nice apron on you. And the you glasses. Got, and the glasses, yes, sir. Okay. And I'm just going to turn it over to you. I'll you know how this. dangerous I am with power down. tools? I'm praying for you. My wife is good at it, but I don't do power tools. Okay. Just stick yeah. it down in there? You just hold it straight up. Yes, sir. I like this. Put, yeah, just put a span on it. There you go. Whoa. Duck, Trey. There you, you go. Oh. My You'll have to take over. Hey, folks, he's this, is, this is unbelievably fast. Look, Governor, we, yeah? we can do a thousand pounds of full pork in no time. <laughs> I'm telling you. Hey, uh, there Gray, you no want to come over here and hold this down in there while I'm doing the drill? That power tool in your hand. That's Look, your I'm going to go ahead and add some sauce. Now, do y'all add sauce to it up there? Um, if it's as good as this is, you don't even need the sauce. Well, I always tell people, we, try it without the sauce first because you may not want it. Because that great pork flavor, we say go hogs in Arkansas. <laughs> do it. This I is the it. strangest thing I've ever seen in my life. Isn't that awesome? You know what? I'm going to get one of these and send it up there to My gosh, I've never thought about using a power drill to do full yeah. pork. Isn't that it, awesome? This is so redneck, I can't even believe. <laughs> yes, sir. My gosh, this is redneck. <laughs> yeah, that's a Texas twist, folks. Okay. Okay, let's make a sandwich. <laughs> okay. See, the only, this is like uh, gun safety. You never want to pull the trigger when it's pointed at something. No, you don't, for sure. Okay. I don't I, need the glasses to eat the sandwich. No, you don't. I'm just going to set it over here. Now, uh, can I pick out one of these, like this pretzel bread yes, there? Yes, let's get whatever you want. We've got some great Chipotle coleslaw we can put on there, if you like. We've got jalapenos. Mm. Um, mm. We've got pickles and onions, whatever you want. Now, see, I believe you put the slaw on the sandwich. That's one of you the like things. You like it? Oh, yeah. Okay. Let's Absolutely. Go. That's a Chipotle coleslaw, and it just adds a little bit of crunch. And that to it. is it another is amazing. wonderful redneck special right there. Yes, sir. <laughs> mm. He's going to need this. It may blow my hat right off my head. Man, that's good. Yes, sir. A lot of people don't know how good it is to put the slaw on. I the pork sandwich. Yeah, I love it that way. I think it's absolutely. How many of you guys good. put slaw on your sandwich? There you Woo! go. There's the way we do it in heaven, so this is the way we do it here. On yes, earth sir. as it is in heaven. Yes, sir. Robbie, I'm gonna tell you something. You can come back anytime you want to, but I want to go down to Marshall, Texas, and visit at this uh, fantastic, wonderful place you've got down there. If you want a free copy of the Bare Bottom Bliss Cookbook, then you should have come to the show because these folks don't get one. But you can get your own copy and you can also order some great food and barbecue ingredients direct from Bear Creek Smokehouse. If you go to Huckabee.tv, I promise we'll hook you up with Robbie and oh my, you'll be glad that we did. Mm. Hey, Keith. 
while I'm eating a sandwich, why don't you tell them what kind of smoking entertainment you got lined up for us? I'm just be thankful to be at a safe distance, quite frankly, Governor. Get ready for a patriotic performance by the dynamic trio, the Swing Dolls. That's next on Huckabee. Missouri, Josh Hawley, and inspirational music of Gordon Motes. Well, do you remember when music stars were patriotic and groups like the Andrews Sisters sang songs like Boogie Woogie Bugle Boy? Well, tonight's musical guests are keeping that great era alive. They perform all over America, from military bases to concert halls, even on the USS Missouri in Pearl Harbor. Here to help us salute Memorial Day, please welcome the Swing Dolls. We're so very glad to have you guys back. When you were with us before, we absolutely loved the music. You're keeping a tradition alive that a lot of people have forgotten what an important part of our country it was in, to encourage our veterans and, and to really just build up the country in patriotism. You've got a, a new video called uh, When Johnny Comes Marching Home. It features the commemorative Air Force. Uh, it's a great video. Thank you. Uh, I just have a feeling there's a lot of people that are enjoying seeing those airplanes as well as seeing you guys too. <laughs> yes, well, the CAF SoCal is truly just a hidden gem. It's out in Camarillo, California. The pilots were so incredible to allow us to use their planes for our music video. Um, check it out on YouTube. Um, you know, they have incredible vintage planes, Bearcats, Hellcats, all the cats. All the cats. <laughs> all the cats, yeah. So, um, and they're just, it's, it's a great piece of history that they're preserving. Most of these planes are actually still flying, which is really, awesome. Mm -hmm. How many times does some World War II veteran come up and just hug you and say thank you? Oh. All the uh, time? Uh, a lot. <laughs> All the time. Yeah. yeah and I mean, one. Or they'll say, yeah. you make me feel so young. You look like my wife. What I'm, oh. you know. Yeah. Like, you took, yeah. They'll say, you sounded just like the Andrews sisters. Yeah. You took me right back to that time in my life. Mm -hmm. You guys have a very big show coming up in Thousand Oaks, California on July 4th. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's just a concert in the park. You know, mm -hmm. one of the summer series of shows yeah. and we're performing with a live band much like this fantastic band over here tonight well so. you know we are proud of them because they can play anything Thank and you. we're proud of you guys and for what you're doing to just encourage people to remember patriotism a love of country and a love of music that we still need to listen to because it's timeless and so we're going to turn you loose on the stage to do some music for us. <laughs> so, Keith, while we get ready for a musical salute to Memorial Day, you're, you might just be the right guy to tell the viewers where they can see more of the Swing Dolls. Now, to see the Swing Dolls' new music video when Johnny comes marching home, just visit Huckabee.tv. Now to honor our veterans performing Armed Forces Medley with Trey Corley and the Music City Connection, here are the Swing Dolls! This 
is a very special song where we would like to pay service to uh, our servicemen and women. That's right. So when you hear the song of the branch of service in which you or a loved one has served, please stand for us so that we can recognize you. Now, Army, you're up first. Flame from 